been fascinating to me um, to watch this unfold. And Sam, you were one of the people writing about this stuff very early on, and you got articles put in Salon and other, you know, respectable, whatever that means, whatever that means in the U.S. Empire. Like you got to put into like reasonably prestigious uh, or you know acceptable media outlets, mainstream media outlets, a little bit of stuff, or you got a little bit of a foot, a, a toe there. Uh, what is, what was what's been your take on on this as this has unfolded with with Sachs and this whole panel because it's been pretty fascinating to me to watch him and I was watching Sachs for years before and found his evolution very interesting uh, to begin with so this has been fascinating for me what what insights do you have about his whole trajectory here well um, I wrote him a letter in September of 2020 just after he named Dazek to head that. Um, panel uh, that committee of the Lancet Commission on uh, Pandemic Origins. This was, you know, a ridiculous, absurd, (laughs) uh, you know, thing to do. Uh, At that point, uh, it was known that Daszak funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology through EcoHealth Alliance. Um, It was Daszak had uh, proclaimed in a letter in the Lancet that it was a conspiracy theory to think that it could be, uh, you know, uh, could have originated from a lab. Um, it was fairly obvious at the time that he organized that letter. If you looked at who signed it, the 27 or so other people that they were all in his orbit, several of them were on his board, um, uh, others shared funding and so on. So it was clear that he organized it and then, you know, FOIA uh, work by U.S. Right to Know and other folks later confirmed that. But it was fairly apparent early on what was happening here. Um, And this was, um, you know, a main pillar. There were two main pillars. We'll get to the other one later. Um, But that this was a main pillar, that Lancet letter, to uh, make the public think that it was, you know, utterly ridiculous to think that it could have come out of a lab. So, uh, and Dazek was um, on the WHO committee to find out <laughs> the origins of the pandemic. Um, right. And he claimed that he didn't have any conflicts of interest. So it was, you know, it, it was like absurd in already in like, you know, four or five different ways. Um, and then is there any way he can plausibly make any sort of case that he had no conflict of it's interest? It's ridiculous. I mean, it was one of the most ridiculous uh, possible statements you could make. He funded the <laughs> Wuhan Institute of Virology. The Wuhan Institute of Virology was accused of being the possible source. The, you know, um, uh, I'm not saying that you know if it came out of a lab that it necessarily came out of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but he's obviously an interested party. He was involved with this dangerous lab work and so on in this particular case. Um, and then Sachs names him to uh, uh, to head up this Lancet committee. So I had sort of tangential interaction with Sachs on an, another subject with another analyst. So I emailed him, introduced myself, um, reintroduced myself, and said, you know, look, this is what happened here. This is a story with Dazek. How can you justify naming him um, to this, to head this committee? Um, 
uh, and I told him I'm working on a piece on Dazak on his funding. And, you know, he, and my piece, you know, pointed out that his funding, uh, people focused on the NIH funding uh, that was involved, but Eco Health Alliance, the group involved, gets far more money from USAID, um, like on the order of 60 million over about 10 years, um, and uh, a ton from the Pentagon, about 40 million. Uh, the NIH funding was under five million, and that's what everybody focused on, or, or you know, the major media uh, focused on. Anyway, so I emailed him this. He never responded. Um, uh, uh, Dazek goes to China a couple of times. Um, some reporters who I was feeding information to asked him a little bit of tough questions while he was in China. Um, the way that Sachs tells the story now, he started asking Dazek for some information, and after a while, Dazek wouldn't give him certain information, um, and eventually Sachs now says that he asked Dazek to leave. Uh, this was, I think, in June or July of two thousand uh, of twenty um, uh, twenty one. Um, so it wasn't quite a year, but it was close to a year. So the, the, the net, the net impact of Sachs's decision, which I, you know, objected and alerted him to as soon as I learned about it was to basically eat up a year in pandemic in on the pandemic origin story in large part. Uh, and I think that by the time that he got Dazek off that committee, it was about the time that the so-called intelligence committee uh, you know, community started flipping uh, or, or articulating that they thought or some of them thought that it could have come from a lab. Um, so um, and now Sachs has been playing this dual role. Uh, I, I was talking to Janine Waddell, who wrote a lot about his, you know, what he did to Russia with beginning the shock therapy, so-called shock therapy and um what caused devastation in, in Russia after the fall of the Berlin Wall and so on. And she called him a, a, a flexicon, that he's able to play these different roles, that he's got a foot at the UN and he's got a foot at Columbia and he's got a foot over there and he's able to leverage these different roles. And you sort of see that now with, um, you know, talking about the Ukraine, about Ukraine, about uh, Russia, about uh, pandemic origins and so on. And I, I'm... You know, on, on the one hand, what he's saying that it could have come out of a lab now is far more sensible than what much of the mainstream has been peddling. Um, you know, he's been making statements, but he didn't get nearly the publicity that, you know, the Dazek allies, they, they put their stuff out, as Gumby alluded to, a month or two ago, and they got a ton of press. You know, they were on BBC and uh, PBS and all of this stuff. So on the one hand, Sachs, from what I know, is more reasonable than that, but he's still very much framing things as, you know, a glitch of biotech, um, although he has been careful about, you know, not saying which lab, not, no, actually, I shouldn't say glitch, he, he, he uh, Lisa Chan, they, they recently had a uh, a seminar, uh, Lisa Chan, who's a big deal in these circles, you know, continuously talks about it as an accident. Um, 
and Sachs is a bit more careful in his language. He he, he says uh, a, a research incident, um, sort of seemingly neutral as to whether you know. I mean, I for example, I never say lab leak, or I avoid saying lab leak. I say lab origin. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what I've said too from the very beginning. I think that was sort of the like you can't really lab leak involves a kind of inference for which there's no evidence, right? Really. So why are they saying that? Right. It's not precise mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. It. It. So it feels to me like the way that the subject has been framed has been to effectively sort of dismiss the the possibility of any kind of lab origin as crazy. And therefore, we're supposed to be relieved that they're acknowledging that it could have been an accident uh, and not dig any further. Uh, And I think that that's very dangerous. And I think that the way Sachs is positioning himself as the sort of responsible critic of the system is also very dangerous. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire. 